Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. My name is Kevin Tarka. I am the founder of Creation Talent Agency, and I will be releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to share the inevitable challenges of the sports business world and how to overcome them. I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Good morning and happy Sunday, my friends. Today, we are talking about NBA Summer League. Seeing that it's starting today, officially, the first games, I figured it would be a great topic to talk about. We're going to talk about the format of Summer League and why it's important. Um, <clears throat> the NBA Summer League, obviously, is, is important for several reasons, uh, for reasons I will describe here shortly. But in regards to the future success of NBA players, it doesn't necessarily translate perfectly into the league. And that goes that goes both ways. So you can have a, a bad summer league and still end up making money and finding a role, or you could have an amazing summer league, but then uh, a terrible season um, and, and, and everything in between. So to start, I'm just going to refresh the format, r- refresh you guys with the format and structure of the summer league, because I obviously had to do that myself this year here. Um, forgot how many games each team got and couldn't really remember the, the actual format, whether it's a, a round robin type or whatever. So anyways, here's the updated format for the games this week. Obviously, all 30 NBA teams will participate, and there's going to be a total of 75 games that are played. Each team has a total of five games, and the first four games that teams play um, are from today until August 15th, so next Sunday. And then the top two teams from the first four games uh, will play in the championship game on August 17th. So um, the seeding for that championship game is just going to be determined by the winning percentage. And as you can imagine, there's a good chance that there's going to be many ties. So the tiebreaker process is uh, after all four games, you basically go, if there's, if there's two teams that are tied, you go head to head, or if there's multiple teams that are tied, then you go into the point differential. And then ultimately if, if there's a, if there's a continuous tie, then you just flip a coin, which is actually a real thing. That's that's written in the rules, which is pretty cool. Um, and then the 28 teams that are not playing in the championship will get that fifth game um, sometime over the 16th or 17th. Um, and then those those games are usually determined by um, you know, team rivalries or or broadcast interests or um, you know whether uh, a couple of the high ranked draft picks end up wanted to go head to head. So they kind of figure that out as they, as they roll there, but that's the format. So I'm going to give you four reasons that the summer league is great, right? Four reasons why it's, why it's important. The first one is, should be pretty obvious is that it gives NBA teams a chance to evaluate the young players, whether it's the players they just got drafted um, or G league players who are on the roster again or on the roster for the first time. It's just a stretch of games that is great for evaluation. And it's not just NBA teams that are evaluating their own players, of course, but they get a chance to see um, the the new influx of players and just evaluate everybody. Because obviously we all know that a lot happens between now and the beginning of the season. Um, and then during the season with trades. And so teams need to be on top of their stuff there and know um, you know, just have some updated notes and, uh, yeah, understand which players could potentially help them. So that's the first one. Number two is it allows players to showcase their ability. So forget about, you know, just the NBA teams trying to take notes on, 
uh, and evaluate, it, it just allows players to show what they can do. Originally, actually, when I prepped these four points, I wrote that I was gonna, I was going to say it allows young players, but this really allows any player. Um, I mean, each year there's usually um, a handful of like older vets that get uh, that end up playing. Um, this year, there's I think there's like four or five like older vets. Um, one of them who Jimmer Fredette, I think he might have been the oldest, but I actually think as of yesterday, he might have pulled out from the roster for whatever reason. But he he's 32 years old. So I think he was the oldest one. Um, and then you have this year, to my knowledge, that they're still on the rosters is Kenneth Reed, who's 31, Michael Beasley, who's 31, and Brandon Knight, who's 29. I don't know if there's anyone else. If I'm missing someone, you can call me out for it. Um, but yeah, I think those are the handful of the older vets. So so it allows them to just kind of uh, you know show what they have still. Like you know a guy like Michael Beasley, who um, who wants to make a roster again and wants to add value and wants to um, you know prove that he's still got it. So that's why he's here. Um, but especially especially the young players. So there are five players right now that are still 18 years old, which is pretty crazy. So uh, if you if you've done your research and listened to the pod, you would know why that's allowed. You might be saying, well, wait a minute, I thought you had to be 19 years old to be. Yes, but you are allowed to turn 19 years old in the calendar year of the draft. So you can be 18 of the uh, at the time of the draft, but um, you know before the end of the year, you have to turn 19. So all five of those guys have birthdays coming up before the end of the year. Fun fact, all five of those guys who, who happen to be 18 years old also happen to have their first names starting with a J, which is just strange. And I just learned that today. Um, those five guys, if you're curious, are Josh Primo, Josh Giddy, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, Jaden Springer, and JT Thor. So all five of those guys are the youngest guys. And then obviously back to the point, um, you know, yeah, the, 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 high the high draft picks and the young players, they have some pressure on them and some expectations to live up to what the team drafted them for. And um, not to mention the und undrafted free agents who have a chip on their shoulder. So they're coming for those spots too. So, um, you know, obviously it allows some of those guys who haven't signed a contract yet to earn themselves an invite to training camp or even an opportunity into a two-way. And then, of course, if the NBA is not in their future, then, you know, there's definitely a lot of eyes from overseas that are watching. Number three, the brand and marketing exposure of the league. So, of course, we have to talk a little bit of money here. There's no other way to hype up the love and excitement for the upcoming NBA season than to showcase all 30 teams in Vegas. Um, the, the NBA has all sorts of activation and branding and sponsorship agreements uh, all over Vegas for these 10 days. You can't drive down the strip without seeing some sort of big billboard flash in your face with NBA on it or logos on it or player player videos on it. Um, but it also gives, I mean, it just gives your average fan the chance to check out their teams and, and their new rosters on ESPN because it's obviously on ESPN um, all week too. So, um, which of course, at the end of the day, drives more revenue, ticket sales, NBA TV purchases, merchandise, jersey sales, all that stuff. It, it just, it brings up the bottom line there. So um, that's what uh, that's what they're looking for. So that is a big, important reason why uh, NBA Summer League is, is, uh, is important. Uh, and, and number four, global attraction. So unfortunately, this reason isn't necessarily at its finest this year, given the travel situation that we are in. Um, but there's no better way to attract the best minds and coaches and sports business professionals in the world than to have this live, this event, this 10-day event live in one of the most attractive and um, easily accessible cities in the world. I mean, if you're from outside the U.S. and you're going to come to the U.S., why not come have a trip in Vegas. And if you are from the U S 
I mean, everyone wants an excuse to come to Vegas. So it's, uh, it's there, there's no better way to have uh, the international uh, basketball business professionals meet here in Vegas. Um, obviously, I typically look forward to connecting with my European and overseas friends and colleagues here simply because there's no other event that everyone is in the same city for. Uh, lucky for me, I get to see some of them more often since I do travel internationally a lot um, outside the past COVID craziness, which hopefully we'll get back over there in a couple months here. But for most people, and of course, for the NBA, they, benef they benefit tremendously from having access to each other from a networking standpoint. Because if you've been, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say you typically cannot walk two feet onto the concourse in between Thomas and Mack Center and Cox Pavilion without running into someone that you know or you haven't seen in years or you want to catch up with. So uh, if you have not been, highly recommend you joining uh, joining the Summer League for one year, especially those who are looking to get involved in, yep, you guessed it, sports business in any capacity. It's a great opportunity to come meet some new people, check out how the Summer League is run, watch some high-level basketball, and of course, uh, give yourself a nice trip to Las Vegas. So exciting days ahead this week. Hope you enjoyed this one. See you back here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could give it a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling really crazy, you can even share it on social media. As always, if there's a topic you want me to talk about further or a guest you would love to hear on the podcast, just shoot me a message on social media at Kevin Tarka. Thanks again, and I'll see you here tomorrow morning on Sports Business Secrets.